Hello and welcome to another episode of the e-commerce Odyssey podcast. I'm here with Roald Gallagher from, from Referral Candy, and we're going to talk about how you can grow your e-commerce sales using word of mouth marketing. So, Roald, my first question to you is, what is an e-commerce referral scheme? Down to basics, pretend we know nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I would say that the, kind of like the first the, the, the first steps for any e-commerce store to kind of like launch a referral program is to acknowledge that there's word of mouth happening in their store. Um, so, you know, if you're an e-commerce business and you know that um, your customers are referring their friends, uh, well, either because they are either telling your customer support team or because they're mentioning it on your uh, your reviews and your kind of like product, product reviews, product feedback, um, that's kind of like the first step to know that there's some sort of word of mouth activity happening in your store. So anything that you build on top of that, it's what it's considered referral marketing. And so referral marketing can take uh, several different shapes. The most typical one is uh, for any commerce stores to set up a program in which they give each customer a unique referral link that they can share with their friends. And the friends taken on that referral link, they typically get a coupon code that they can use at checkout uh, on their first purchase. And so that way uh, you are incentivizing your customers to sell your product or sell your brands to their friends. Your friends become new customers. And at the same time, your existing customers, the one that made the recommendation are getting something in return, uh, typically either a discount on a future purchase or some sort of gift or maybe a cash reward. Okay, so how does it typically, um, typically work? Can you just go through the process of um, how you know, how, how, the, how, the, how do you get people to sign up? How do you, you know, how does, how does the, what's, the, what's the process flow? Yeah, so the, <laughs> the first thing that we uh, always recommend merchants to do once they launch a referral program is to invite past customers to join the program because by the time you're thinking about launching a program, you've probably been in business for several years probably or, or at least a few months. Um, and so you, you probably have a decent email size uh, uh, in terms of email list uh, size in terms of like either blog subscribers or past customers that have bought from you in the past. So you can use that list to promote your new referral program to those customers that have bought from you in the past and they, they're well aware of how your product works and they're also well aware of how they can sell your product to um, to their, their, their friends and family. So that's the first step is to notify past customers. The second step is to create an automated system to uh, automatically invite customers to join the referral program, typically after a purchase. So it could either be that you show them, uh, show them a pop-up at, at the checkout or at the thank you page um, and invite them to join the referral program or just give them the referral link right away or with an automated system, an, an automated email that um, automatically invites, invites them to join the program um, either after the purchase or after they have received the product. Um, and then the third option is to make it, uh, what I would say, make it public in the sense of um, create some sort of either sign up form or sign up widget on your site. So website visitors can join the referral program, get a referral link and start referring their friends, even if they're not your customers. Now, this one, this, this kind of like last option, it's, it's an easy way of converting traffic from people that are on your site, but are probably not your target customer. So if I, let's say um, I, I play basketball, but I don't play soccer, but I have a lot of friends that play soccer. And so if I happen to land on your website that sells uh, soccer products and you offer me the possibility of either uh, getting some sort of reward for referring friends 
and also giving my friends um, a discount on their first purchase, I'm probably going to sign up for the program, get a referral link and share your site with my friends. So it's, it's a way of converting traffic that um, in, in other options, in other situations, it might have not converted into, into a sale. Okay, so what is the difference between affiliate marketing and referral marketing? Um, I would say there's um, a couple differences in terms of, uh, first of all, in terms of the, the relationship between the people sending the message and the people receiving the message. Um, and then also in terms of the, the reward structure. So I'll start with the relationship part. Um, in an affiliate program, we're typically talking about people that have uh, maybe uh, specialized blog or, or a, a website where they publish content about, you know, one particular industry or niche or, or a YouTube channel or a podcast, you know, whatever it is, something in which they have an audience that is listening or, or, or reading them. Um, and in this type of programs, these people that have these audience, they typically place referral links on, on the content, whether it's on a YouTube, you know, video description or, or a blog post. Um, and they are incentivizing their, their readers or their audience to buy whatever product that is through their referral link or through their affiliate link so they can get rewarded. The, the, the most kind of typical example of this is uh, Amazon's affiliate program. So, you know, you might, you might land on a, on, a, on a blog post that talks about, um, let's say, the best, you know, best 10 travel gear or 10 travel gadgets that you need to buy this year. Um, and each one of them has a referral link um, or an affiliate link to go to a, maybe an Amazon page and, and buy from there. So that's probably the most, the most typical one. And, and in those cases, the person that's making the recommendation and the person that's receiving it, they don't know each other personally. Um, if somebody has a YouTube channel, they're just putting a recommendation out there. The person that's receiving the recommendation doesn't actually know uh, the, the person that's, that's making it. They, they're aware of them, they are, they're familiar with them, but they're not necessarily part of their kind of like close circle of family, friends, or coworkers. Um, in a referral program, on the other hand, referrals happen in that very close circle. So somebody might refer a product or might recommend a product or a service or, or, or a brand to a friend, to a family member, to a coworker, but it's somebody that's in a very, very close circle. So also those, those recommendations have a lot more power because you, you trust that person no matter what. Uh, you know that if that person is recommending a product to you, it's because they, they legit think that it's going to be beneficial for you. Um, even if they're getting something out of it, nobody would recommend a bad product to uh, a friend or a family member just to get, you know, $20 out of it. Um, it's kind of, so it's kind of one-to-one one as opposed to one-to-many is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and so in terms of relationship, that that's the main difference. And then in terms of, um, not always, but affiliate programs typically put, uh, most of the rewards on the affiliate side or the person that's making the recommendation that uh, they're the ones that are getting the most out of that transaction. Um, the person that's getting product recommendation and it's making the purchase might not get um, an incentive or might not get a discount uh, because most of it is laying on the, um, uh, on the affiliate side. On the referral programs are typically either the same. So give 20%, get 20%, something along those lines or they put more emphasis on the friend offer because they know that referrers are going to refer their friends almost no matter what. If they think that the product's beneficial or if they think that they can provide something valuable to their friends and family, they're still gonna recommend it. So sometimes it's about converting that friend into a new customer rather than giving some sort of uh, uh, commission or, or financial incentive to, to the customer. Okay. 
So can you give me examples of a good referral schemes? Have you got any any case studies you can discuss about you know things that have worked well? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the ones that have <laughs> that have worked the best are those that that um, are able to match the reward to their customers' behavior. So if you are on a subscription uh, service, if you're providing a subscri subscription box, um, the best kind of uh, reward structure that I've seen um, is the one that typically gives maybe a free monthly subscription to the person that's making the recommendation and makes it easy for the friend to get hooked into the subscription by giving them, let's say, 50% uh, off their first purchase. And we've actually had a few case studies of, of examples that are exactly like that. Like they give a massive discount to the friend just to get them to buy that first box and you know, get, them, get them engaged and, and kind of like look forward to the next month. Um, and then rewarding their existing customers by giving them a free subscription on the following month. If you're not selling, selling subscription, but you're still selling a product that your customers can buy on a regular basis, you can use a similar approach by giving discounts to both the friend and the existing customers. Um, and that way you are not only attracting new customers by, again, incentivizing your customers to refer their friends and convert those into customers, but also you're, you're retaining your existing customers because if you're giving them an, a, a discount on their next purchase for every friend they refer, they're not even going to think about going in the competition. Now, they're, now they have a, an additional um, reason to go back to your store and buy from you again. Is it quite an expensive way of acquiring customers though? Because it sounds like you're giving like a double discount, it, giving it away is. quite a lot. <laughs> It, it, it is you're giving a double discount, but I don't think it's I don't think it's expensive at all, especially if you compare it to other customer acquisition ch uh, channels. Because on referrals, you are paying 100%. You're paying based on performance, so you are not paying per clips. You're not paying, uh, uh, you know, for uh, impressions. You're paying for purchases, and you're only paying for purchases once the the purchase has taken place. You're only you're, you're giving a discount only on the first purchase. You have acquired that customer, and that customer's if you know if your if your product's good, if you're if you're providing a good uh, a good purchase experience, your customer is likely to come back and buy from you again. So, um, it's probably the most cost, uh, um, cost effective channel uh, for for customer acquisition and retention because because of that kind of like performance-based model um, in which you don't have to set a budget and then hope that, let's say, your ad campaign works well enough that you're attracting customer. Here, it's just you're only paying for what you're acquiring. Um, and then uh, uh, customers that have been acquired through referrals are likely to, are more likely to stay longer and spend more than customers acquired through other channels. So in the long run, um, it's going to affect the bottom line of your, of your business. Okay. So what, what kind of verticals have you found that this works well for? Because I mean, so for example, what does it work better for direct consumer brands or kind of more traditional retailers or what kind of also what kind of what kind of you know is it fashion? Is it subscription boxes? What works best? Yeah. So I would say that I mean definitely uh, D2C, that's what I also that's kind of what we what we work with. So that's what typically works the best. Um, for traditional retail, I mean, kind of like a brick and mortar retail. Um, no, I mean that, more like a, a company that um, that sells other people's products, doesn't sell, doesn't make products. Oh, oh, I see, I see. Um, like Amazon, for example. Or not right. Amazon, but you know, like, I don't know, Walmart, <laughs> but smaller. Right, 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 right. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think for referral marketing, D2C works best, uh, mostly because, um, it, it, I mean, referral marketing should be a part of kind of like a wider strategy from the brand to you know kind of like absorb as much customer satisfaction or create as much 
customer satisfaction as possible. So like I said earlier, if you have a good product, if you have a good purchase experience, um, and by purchase experience, I mean that even if something went wrong, your customer support team is there to proactively solve the problem, your customers are going to be happy and they're going to be likely to refer and they're going to be likely to come back to your store and buy, from, buy again. Um, so if you have all those things in place, referral marketing can amplify that. Referral marketing is not necessarily going to solve a problem. Like if you have uh, referral marketing, it's not going to solve um, you know, your, your bad reviews or your, you know, bad customer satisfaction. So it, it's something that's already, uh, it's amplifying the effect of uh, the, the, your, the, your uh, product and your, and your brand is doing on, on, on your customers. Uh, but that being said, yeah. So, um, in terms of how to, um, um, sorry, what's the question again? <laughs> sorry. What, 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 refer, what verticals is referral marketing yes, work best for? Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, as long as you have, as long as you have that kind of like bottom line cover, um, I would say, yeah, D two C brands work west, but work work best because they are trying to build that kind of like community um, around your uh, around your brand and they kind of like create create a community uh, around their customer base uh, around the brand. So, in terms of industries, I would say products that are very referable are those that are, have kind of like a strong visual component. So uh, fashion works really well because it's something that we, we wear and something that, you know, it's easy to kind of like start a conversation around there. Your friends might ask you where you got that, you know, that t-shirt or where you got that dress. Um, so fashion is one of them that works really well. Gadgets, uh, anything related to technology also tends to work really well, especially because uh, most of the time when we make um, technology uh, related uh, purchases, we tend to ask people around us, you know, if they have any experience buying those products or if they, uh, if they've heard anything about um, whatever product that we're trying to, um, to buy, or if we buy a new kind of like gadget or new product, something kind of, you know, innovative, we're likely to talk about it and show it to our friends. Um, and, but beyond that, we've honestly seen referral marketing work kind of across the board. Uh, we've had companies selling cleaning products. We've had companies selling, um, uh, like I said, technology products, furniture. Um, it, it's honestly, it's, it, yeah, I, I haven't really seen an industry for which referral marketing hasn't worked well. It's more about having a good product and having happy customers that are willing to refer you. Uh, the, the industry, it's not necessarily a, a driver but do you get situations whereby you people actually advertise their referral scheme without people who haven't made a purchase and say, look, you know, join our referral scheme. They would just recruit referrers in a kind of a Amway kind of kind of multi multi-level marketing kind of way. You know, where yeah. we, no, we just specifically we, recruit referrers with with uh, into your um because I mean, would this replace also I mean, could it replace an affiliate scheme or not? I mean, it definitely could. Um, and actually, uh, but more, more than replacing, um, actually something that we've seen a lot uh, recently is that companies are running two referral, uh, with referral candy, they're using two referral programs um, and they're running them on parallel. One of them for customers. So let's say, you know, you, you make a purchase and then after the purchase, you get an email inviting you to join the referral program and get a referral link and start referring your friends. And that referral program typically has um, a structure in which both the, the, the customer and the friend get a discount. And they're also running another program in parallel, which is more kind of like private in the sense of it's invitation only. And 
that second program might have a cash reward instead of a, a discount reward for the advocate that's making the recommendation. And that program, typically, it's typically designed for maybe influencers. So if they're working with, with, um, with influencers, instead of maybe paying for content, just for the content, they are uh, getting them into this um, system in which they can get paid a commission for every sale they generate. Um, and so they, they have kind of like these two different programs with different rewards running in parallel um, and to kind of like attract different types of, of either affiliates or influencers or, or just regular customers that are referring their friends. Okay. So nuts and bolts now, how, what is the best way to run a referral scheme? No, I know obviously you, you have a soft, you have a, uh, a platform for this, but I mean, it, it, what is the, if someone was to say, use your platform decide they want to get one of a referral scheme, what are the steps they need to take to, to, to get it running? Yeah. So, I mean, again, whether you're using referral candy or a different, uh, using a different tool, uh, the, the steps are probably going to be very similar. The first step is going to be to design your referral structure. And that's probably the most important part um, of, of your program. It's kind of like getting that right. Um, and so once again, it's, it's just a matter of looking at your customer's behavior and, and seeing what's, what's going to be a, a reward structure that's going to incentivize them to refer their friends. So um, if, again, if you're selling a product that your customers can buy on a regular basis, give them a discount. Uh, so they're incentivized not only to refer, but to buy from you for the uh, next time. If you're selling a product that your customers are probably not going to buy anytime soon, uh, I always give the same example, which is if you're selling mattresses, for example, or if you're selling uh, kind of like expensive, um, you know, expensive furniture, maybe uh, something your customers are probably not going to buy. Uh, they're not, not going to buy a closet every, you know, every six months or every year. Yeah. Uh, maybe give them cash. Uh, and, and in exchange for referring their friends. And so getting that part right, I mean, you, you can always do uh, iterations and you can always uh, test, but, uh, but getting that part right, it's, it's, I would say it's 50% of the success. Um, and then the other part, it's something that's typically overlooked in my opinion, it's, it's a promotion. Um, so just because you have a referral program, just because you told your customers once that you have a referral program, don't assume that they're going to remember it. Um, make sure that you are constantly letting your customers know uh, about your referral program, letting them know that, it, that, that it's something they can benefit from, uh, whether it's on, on email or social media or you know, whatever other channel that you're using to communicate with your customers, make sure that they remember um, because it's part of a study that we, that, that we saw a few years ago is that if you, if you run a net promoter um, score survey on your customers and you ask them, you know, how willing are you to, to refer us? And let's say that you get that nine out of, uh, nine out of 10 customers uh, are likely to, to refer you to their friends and family. Only a fraction of them are actually going to end up referring you because well, just, you know, life happens. There's a lot of things that happen in our daily lives and we just forget. So if you have some uh, somewhat constant reminder for your customers to make sure that they, whenever the situation arises, that they are either wearing your brand or they are using your, your product uh, and they have a friend around them or a coworker or a family member, they don't miss the opportunity of showing it to them and kind of like, you know, uh, becoming, becoming your salesperson, basically. I mean, could you put like a little um, barcode or something on the scan list, uh, but it's something on the product as opposed to, you know, this is why I got oh, it from, I see. get 10% off. Interesting. Uh, actually, we have some customers that, um, I mean, some, some brands that what they've done is that they are including, so they, they might be running um, an automated 
uh, email reminder system through referral candy and they probably have our, our, our widgets activated too, but they're also printing a page with a QR code to the join page. Um, and, and they're putting that in inside of the packaging. Um, so when the, because you know what, you're probably not going to get as much attention from a customer uh, as when, you know, compared to when they're actually opening your product like that. That's a moment that they're actually enjoying and, and they, they, you know, they, they, they want to see the product. They want to do the, the whole unboxing experience. So if you add a card in there with maybe a QR code or, or, um, or either just, you know, kind of like a website they can visit to, to join their referral program, you're very likely to get their attention and very likely to get them to sign up for the program. And that's, that's something that we've seen a bunch of merchants do and actually works really well for them. Okay, because I've always thought something like, you know, sometimes I watch TV programs, I thought, I wish I knew where they got that shirt from. I think they miss a trick on things like that. Yep. Um, so, so have you finished, is that, have you got any more tips for launching a referral program? You're saying, yeah, I would say rewards, uh, promotion, um, and yeah, don't, and, and obviously, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, the, I guess the next step of building a, a referral program, kind of like the, the, the ultimate way of having a, a successful referral program is to build a community uh, around your customer base. And this is not only going to help you with your referral program performance, but it's going to help you in general as a brand. If you are able to engage with your customers, um, in a context that goes beyond your products, um, that's going to help you in the long run to create a loyal community of, of, of customers that are not only going to keep buying from you, but they're, become, they're going to become advocates and, and they're going to uh, kind of like help you, you know, further develop your, your brand. Um, an example of creating a community could either be a, like a physical community. Uh, we've seen it on, on Facebook groups, um, uh, Slack channels, um, or it could either be just that you are creating content and you're sharing that content with a community of customers. Um, and it's, and it's not promotional content. It's, it's, it's content that you're creating to address their, their interests or address their, their passions or, you know, whatever it is that they, that, that they all have in common with you. For example, if you are selling, um, same examples as earlier, if you're selling, um, soccer, uh, soccer shoes or like soccer material, what you're, what your customers have in common, it's not that they, it's not only that they like your products, what they have in common is that they like soccer. So if I can create a community in which you are providing them with content um, about soccer or, or giving them a platform so they can interact with each other in the long run, obviously assuming that you're doing everything else right, that again, your customers are, are happy with your product and, um, and, they, and they're you know, happy to buy from you and happy to become, become your advocates, they're going to be happy to join uh, your community. We, we actually have one customer um, that's selling in the UK, they're selling books uh, on a subscription basis. It's kind of like every month you get a box with five surprise books uh, that you've probably never heard of before. Um, and what they've done is they have created a book club on, on Facebook. And so now they have a community with you know, hundreds of members that they are just literally discussing books and they are engaging in that community to give ideas to each other and kind of like give, leave reviews and all that kind of stuff. And it's all under the umbrella of, of the brand. So, uh, so activities like that, uh, they might take a while to get them to, to get them set up and get them to ramp up, but it's going to definitely help with your branding uh, in the long run. Okay. So what is, how do you measure success in a referral scheme? I mean, what would you consider to be a successful referral scheme? <laughs> we look at revenue and we look at uh, orders. So we have a, we have a formula that we use uh, that, that's called the referral rate, 
which measures the percentage of referral orders that are coming from referrals compared to uh, the total number of sales, uh, total number of orders that you've generated in a, in a single month. Um, and that, that gives you the referral rate um, and also gives you, uh, if you're measuring that, instead of looking at orders, you're measuring that in terms of revenue. So referral revenue uh, divided by total revenue in, in that month, it's giving you what's the new revenue that you're generating from the, the referral program. Because one thing that a lot of, a lot of merchants sometimes get, get kind of like uh, confused is that, um, let's say when you are running, um, when you're sending an email blast or you're sending kind of like a promotion over email and you get X amount of revenue from that, that's revenue from existing customers that are that are part of your email list and they're you know, buying from you again. So it's, it's, it's kind of like you know, retention revenue that you're generating. But in a referral program, all the revenue that you're generating, it's from new customers. So these, it's, it's revenue from customers that are buying from you for the first time. And therefore they're likely to continue buying from you over the next few months, but that's not going to be uh, considered referral revenue. We're only tracking kind of like the first revenue that you generate from those new customers. Um, and so in terms of benchmarks, we always say that um, if you, again, if you set up the, the rewards correctly, um, and if you set, if you set up some sort of, um, a promotion cadence to make sure that your customers are, are being reminded about the program, at least be able to see a 2% um, uh, referral rate every month. So uh, at least like a 2% increase in new revenue um, every month. Now, that's kind of like a bottom line that we that we typically see, uh, but I've uh, I've seen case studies of over 30%. So over a third of the, of the sales coming um, are coming from the referral program, which is, I would say that's kind of an outlier. It's not common for a referral program to, to reach that percentage of, of monthly sales. But I would say that among our best customers, 10%, it's fairly common. So Okay, so it, 10% is a good, it could be possible. That, it, it okay, that's nice possible. to have. Yeah. Okay, that's, that, sounds, that sounds something worth investigating for e-commerce businesses. So great, I think we've learned a lot about referral schemes, uh, but I've got, I've got one last question here. Um, have you got any, what's inspired you recently? Have you got any tips for us? Good films, good books? Um, good, yeah, so. I don't know, anything. I, in terms of books, um, so for, for nonfiction, I am reading the whole Inserto saga again from Nassim Taleb. Um, so Fool by Randomness, Black Swan, okay. uh, Anti-Fragile. I'm on Anti-Fragile right now. I think that in the fourth one is the skin in the game. I, I recommend anybody to 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 give them a try. Uh, they're not they're not the easiest book to read, but they're they're definitely. I got halfway through just about all of them, and I fell off. Oh, sweet. Enough. What what do, you, but, what do you think? Um, about it? Um, I think he's very interesting. He's very full of himself. I think. And, <laughs> that's um, why. That's why I meant. Yeah. He, he very much sees himself in the kind of tradition of of ancient philosophers. He very much sees himself as a kind of like the heir to you know the Greeks or something like that. And I mean, he's written a book of maxims, you know, like pithy phrases. And that's yeah. quite. That's quite. Nietzsche did that. You know, it's quite. You yep. know, he's like he's saying, "I'm as great as Nietzsche. I'm as great as Socrates." A little <laughs> bit. I mean, I think that. Um, uh, they're very interesting. I think I'm not sure if I really understood anti-fragile. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think, I mean, it, it, it's a while since I read it, but they were very good. He's, he's a, he's a real, he's a real original thinker. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and so this is the second time that I'm, that I'm reading them. I'm in the middle of anti-fragile and uh, I'm catching things that I didn't catch. Um, 
the first time I read them. So I yeah. feel like that's going to happen on the third time, the fourth time. So I'm, I'm, um, propo- I'm, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to read them, uh, once a year, uh, for the next few years. You're a real super fan. I'm a, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I am. And so I, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure because there are things that I, I definitely didn't catch the, the first time. I'm sure there are things that I'm not catching now, but maybe in a year from now, uh, I think it's also a book <clears throat> that improves with your own experience because, once you're reading it, you can kind of maybe like identify examples of what he's trying to, to explain or, you know, so I, I think it's a pretty rich book. Um, but I always like to like read nonfiction in between. Sorry, I mean, fiction in between. What fiction like, book have you read? Give, give uh, my brain a rest. Um, so I, so I discovered this guy, I have it here, the name, uh, Blake Crouch. Um, and so he has a book called Dark Matter, which is the first one that I read from him. Uh, it's about it's it's a novel and it's about kind of like uh parallel universes and parallel realities and that's kind of what he likes oh, it to, sounds like have you seen everything everywhere all at once that new film no i haven't you heard of it, it everything everywhere all at once no no that's a film i was watching it last night i oh, haven't finished yeah, okay. it I've, I've heard of it but i haven't watched it yet it's a good oh i'm halfway through it's interesting it's got lots of parallel universes and stuff okay it's, okay it's, yeah I I'll send you an email in a few days when I finish watching it. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> Dark, Dark Matter is really good, and re, and then he has another one called Recursion that I just finished. That it's about like it's about time travel and like different timelines and you know kind of like playing with uh, uh like playing with time travel in that in that sense of how kind of like how you can change the past to you know create crazy consequences in the future. Uh, you, so can, you can you can that's that I, I like a good best good bit of sci-fi. That's yep, some yep. great. That's some great recommendations, though. There. Thanks, Raul. Um, great. Well, love to speak to you. And um, your company's referral candy. Get people. People should check it out. Absolutely. Yeah, they can check us out on referralcandy.com. Um, and if if they want to reach me, I'm on. I'm always available on on LinkedIn. So yeah, happy to continue the conversation there. Great. Okay. Goodbye. Nice to talk to you.